Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you, as always, for dropping in to start another great week with us here on the show. Of course, Monday means trip reports, and we're headed up to Iowa with us or Jenna to talk about her trip down to Walt Disney World, staying at Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter Resort. And you know what? We didn't once say the word beignet. I can't believe it, but we didn't. Anyway, we talk about her uh, trip. She was with her husband and her two teenage uh, kids. So that was a lot of fun. We get perspective on what it's like to uh, travel with kids that are a little bit older like that, the level of independence they take on the vacation and the planning. We talk about great dining and also after hours events and how they consider that to be a park day. Kids can sleep in, they can have a chill day around the resort and then really make the most of that nice time in the evening to really see they did Disney's Hollywood Studios. We also get some perspective from Jenna on her first dopey challenge experience, being an experienced marathon runner, but not at Disney. She has some great words for that because maybe you're considering signing up for a run Disney race here in the spring. This and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our podcast always brought to you by the magic for less travel. Our services are absolutely free to you, no cost to you. And you're going to get the best deal possible on the next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. All the details right now for you. Check it out over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do. It's a little commission that we get on every purchase, and it really does support us. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our Patreon supporters. You guys are basically Club BOGP. You can join us for just $5 a month, and it really does help us out. And you'll get that bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. Please, coming over this week, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,431 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great weekend. And uh, guess what? Your favorite football team did not lose this weekend. I can guarantee you that. No heartbreak. Scotty G, I, well, I mean, still probably hurting, but... Nothing tragic happened this past weekend, at least with football, because this was the weekend where it's just interviews and it's that uh, that time where you just you're like, what's going on as a football fan? But don't worry, next Sunday, it is the big game. I don't think we're allowed to actually mention it. We're a podcast. It's Super Bowl Sunday next week. So get ready for your party. Plan out those menus. Discuss what commercial you think is going to be the hottest, because it's, right now we're in that season where. If you watch a little bit of TV, you get those little those little preview commercials. I mean, are we in a world where we get we are we are in a world where we get preview commercials? You'll get a like little thing, and I'll say, "Watch for the rest of the commercial." I mean, are we seriously watching for the rest of a commercial? But we are. So, get ready. We're gonna have a great week preparing for a big 49ers and uh, Chiefs bowl, which I didn't expect, but uh, we're gonna get you there with some fun podcasts throughout this week. And today, headed down to Walt Disney World, and to do that, listener Jenna's joining us from just north of us up in Iowa. Jenna, what's going on? 
Well, not much. Enjoying the beautiful 50 degrees on the last day of January. Oh, it's wonderful. And as this show comes out, we are in February, you know, uh, Valentine's Day coming up here soon. So uh, we're going to make it here in the Midwest, I think. You know, of course, it'll come to bite us later on, probably in, in, in the spring. We always get it seems like as a teacher, you know, we get spring break, March, sometimes early April and. You know, Mother Nature would laugh at us. You know, we're always looking forward to spring break and then boom, s- snow. But it will take we'll take 60s right now if we can. 100 percent, especially as a runner. I'm loving it. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. You're like, yes, as a runner, we judge. You look at the five day forecast or the seven day forecast on the news. You're like, I can run outside. And sometimes you say I can run outside in shorts. <laughs> you're like, I don't need a hat. I don't need gloves. Yes. And when it's wintertime, all the better. So we are going to have a good time. We're going to talk a little dopey because you are an experienced marathoner, but you had a first experience with dopey. We'll talk about that in just a bit, but we're going to dive into a trip that you took with your family here in just a second. But before that, let's kind of just talk about your background as a Disney fan in general. What is your story with the connection to Disney? Did it start as a young child? Was it something later in life? What's your backstory here? Uh, my first memory is five years old. Uh, we rented a camper with my aunt and uncle, and it was, and we stayed at the campground. And I remember getting blisters on my shoulders from being at the water park at Ooh. the camper at the campground too long. So before the brain-eating amoeba was an issue, they still let people be <laughs> in that water park, and it was amazing. <laughs> so you got to go to River Country then. Yes, yes. And I remember it like I have vivid memories of it, um, probably because I was in pain from a sunburn, but (laughs) I have vivid memories. And then I remember fifth grade going when Epcot must because I'm born in 1973. So I'm thinking Epcot was probably fairly new because I remember the figment and the whole like where you was more creative than it is now and engage and interactive. Uh, but back then I took the back, the tour of uh, Magic Kingdom. They let kids do the tour where you go into the Utilidors mm-hmm. or am I saying that right? Utilidors. Yeah, yeah. They let the, all the kids go. So while the parents went off and did their own thing, they sent the kids on these tours, which now I can't even imagine how much magic that would have taken away, but it didn't, it just added to my own, so. Well- Okay, so th- this is Gen X here, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know. So, because I, I have never heard this before. And by the way, we were born in the same year. So this is going to be a great show because we can relate to things here. First of all, you're right. They didn't care. They threw us down these probably very dangerous slides. I didn't go to River Country, but we had way dangerous water park, like not water parks, but just water slides, like standalone here in St. Louis that looking back as, as an adult. I mean, you pay 10 bucks for the whole day, but these things were not safe. Like our no. parents would just drop us off and be like, see you at nine o'clock. This is 10 o'clock in the morning. Like have fun. You know, here, here's five bucks for lunch. I, I, that was being a Gen X kid. But OK, so I've never heard this. So not only did they allow kids to see behind the scenes at the Magic Kingdom, you would do this without your parents. I mean, this is this is I mean. Are you serious? Like, I, I yeah, can't like, believe this. I, I, and I, I have, it's crazy because I have a Polaroid picture of the friend I made during this. So she and I kind of did this. We were the same age. We did this. To, I don't know where my parents were. I couldn't tell you. I was so a fifth 80s. grader just sent to go down and do this. But it's the same tour that I hear they offer now. Yeah. It's keys to the kingdom, <laughs> so. basically, is what it is. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. God. So it's like, oh, I saw that as a fifth grader, which I'd love to do it now <laughs> just because I'm curious how much more like it is. But oh, I'm just trying to think if you did that now, <laughs> I mean, you could, yeah, I, I, you couldn't even, you couldn't even joke about that on social media. You'd be, you'd be banned. I mean, you'd be, well, and that's what I don't think Disney them. will let me in. If they knew I did this tour as a fifth grader, I don't think they'd let me back into Disney. Yeah, they're coming at us hot for just putting this show out at this point, but uh, no, it, uh, apparently it happened. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. No, but that, that sounds fun. So growing up, let me ask you this because you have a long history with Disney and you were down there and you got to experience some of these nostalgic type things that are, some of them are here, still here in, in various forms. Some are gone. What do you look back on though, that maybe you miss that you wish you could go back and experience that maybe have uh, gone away in the past? You know, I, I remember, um, when I went to college, we went to MGM studios for during my spring break with my friends. And I remember like the, um, honey, I shrunk the kids at MGM and I walking through the tall grass and stuff. I wish they still had some of those elements. And I remember doing kind of like behind the movie scenes and stuff like that, where you were actually maybe had a chance to watch some of that. Like I, I, that kind of stuff, which was more authentic, like this is Disney as we're doing it in this moment, I, I thought was really, really cool. So let me ask you a tough question, because I know we're going to talk about when you went there and you mentioned a, a, a moment that with your husband on one of the current ex experiences you get at, at the studios. Would you trade something like because I'm always curious about this, you know, this is like a kind of like a would you rather would you trade the current experiences that you get like in Galaxy's Edge and say like a Toy Story Land to go back to have things like you said, like uh, like that Honey Guy Shrunk, the the, the kids uh, playground area, the, the, the streets of America, the lights, motor action, the. Um, the, the, the animation Academy where they had the artists showing their, how they, they make the, the, the animation stuff it was more of like a working studio. Would you make that trade today to give up those experiences that we've gotten over the past decade? No. And, and one of probably the biggest reason is, is because now it's through my kids eyes. And so to me that there's more of a connection that way, um, to be able to experience, cause now they're going to be, I don't know if they'll be on a podcast, if we'll have them in, in 20 years or whatever, but they'll then have talks with their friends about the things they experience. The thing I love the most, and I, you guys have said it before, um, and I think Walt himself said it before, Disney World, Disneyland, they are not museums. They are actively, constantly moving and flowing. And that's why it never really hurts my feelings when they take things away and add new things, because my, my experience is always different and then my kids get to experience different things so i i like that i like that about disneyland and disney world that's a great attitude i mean but i do look back i'm i'm a super nostalgic person like i listen to many podcasts about retro video games and you know old shopping malls that have gone away i i i'm very much into like the 80s and the 70s and all that especially around the holidays so when I hear that stuff, I'm totally with you, but it is a hard trade, right? Because you just said it so well that it's not just our generation that these parks are for, you know, because if we had the, you know, those kind of experiences that we were talking about the streets of America, like Mallory would be bored out of her mind, but she can connect to these newer IP and these newer experiences because they are more interactive. They're more 
fun. I mean, I, I have to admit that. So that, that was a great attitude, you know, that we got to experience those things. But in, you know, some people say instead of tearing things that you're replacing, that we should just be adding. Well, I agree with that in some cases, but you can't always do that. I mean, there's only a finite amount of space, you know, to do things. Good. Well, good that's, I, I grew up with great America in the Chicagoland area around here. We have adventure land, you know, and those parks are dated. And when you go into them, you can tell that they haven't added as much or they financially can't. So that's the difference between like me going to Disney World with my family versus like an adventure land. Not that you can't have fun at those smaller parks, but you know you're not going to get those immersive experiences like Disney offers now, even versus when I was growing up. I will say that because we because when I was in high school, the best bargain you could get was to get a Six Flags season pass because we have one in St. Louis, so about forty five minutes southwest of St. Louis, and we'd get that for like sixty dollars a year. And when you didn't have any money, you would just drive because gas was cheap when I was younger, and I had an MG, so we just drive out there like five nights a week and just hang out at Six Flags ride rides. But we could use them at any Six Flags. So once or twice a year, we drive up to Chicago, up to Gurney to go to that one. And I'll say, speaking of that, I used to love they had something. It was like a space shuttle simulator. It was like a big space shuttle on the outside. Do you yes. remember that? That was like the jam because yes. we didn't have that down in St. Louis. And I love that. And the Viper. The Viper was the jam up there. I love those yeah. two things. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love your six. It was Your Six Flags was, it was so much better than our Six Flags. I, I don't know. It was just because it was different. But they had a, in the double-decker uh, Screaming Eagle kind of roller coaster thing. That, oh, you know, that, that old school. Like the wooden roller yeah, coasters. The, the two. Because and... ours only had one. You know, you guys had two. Like I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God. It's the greatest thing of all time. Anyway, let's go. Okay, so let's talk talk about your trip so you guys went down in april you went with your husband and your uh your, your so you have uh was it two sons is that right no i had uh at the time my son was 18 and my daughter was 14 okay so you had two kids 18 and 14 mm -hmm. good ages i mean sounds good your son's graduation trip and and it sounds like he was uh he's a performer so I, I live in this world with mallory being a cheerleader you don't you don't get to pick your time you get to go on vacation mm -hmm. the 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 schedule kind of picks the time you go, right? So how'd you guys exactly. decide on that? I had to I had to go to his, literally with my calendar open to his choir director and say, pick a week because <laughs> we need to, I, well, and we had miles that we had to use up. And so I had to use them up by a certain time. So the choir director was able to help me. My, my son is right now in Rochester, New York, um, studying opera. So wow. if that gives anyone an indication, he takes his music very seriously. So wow. I wanted to honor that. And so this was, we ended up going I, that week in April, like the, like the third week in April. So yeah, keep warning Ricky that your time is no longer yours once you have a kid. Um, Cause Ricky's very much about her own schedules for Good, good the, luck with that, Ricky. The 40 years that she's been alive. <laughs> you told her, like, uh, joke's on you, kid. Um, yeah, because it's going to happen. That, that's exactly what it is for us, though, like with our Disney trips, you know, because Paige was always in competitive sports, and now Mallory's, you know, she's she's a cheerleader in high school for varsity. So, of course, you get in the summer, you get, like, they call it in high school sports dead week. You know, there's one week in the entire state of Missouri where nobody's allowed to practice. There could be no contact with athletes and coaches. So that's when everybody goes on vacation because as soon as that week's over, every coach demands you have to be at practice. So, mm -hmm. boom, that's when everybody goes on vacation. So I guess when we're going on a cruise this summer, <laughs> dead week. 
Um, it's, it's a terrible name for it, but that's just, that's what they call it. So you guys went down, stayed at French Quarter. So tell me of all the Walt Disney World resorts, why French Quarter? And you guys went down in April. What a great time to go. But uh, French Quarter, what, why'd you decide to stay there? Well, we love um, we love Boardwalk. We love access to Epcot. We love access to Hollywood Studios. French Quarter is a nice medium location. Um, it's easy to get to, but it's a smaller resort, especially for the moderates. And it's one bus stop. Plus, mm -hmm. you get the boats back and forth to Disney Springs. Um, we actually we've been there before. We like it, but we explored a little bit more. And um, I got my husband and kids. I like going for walks in the evening, especially with my husband. And we walked over, you know, to um, the other resorts where we could then, you know, check it out and really just kind of have fun being together and not have to stress out as much about being so centrally located where you feel like, oh, I have to be in a park right now. Right. And you guys were there. This wasn't a super long trip. It was uh, the 17th to the 21st, so a four-night trip. You guys had two-day park hopper tickets, I believe. So it wasn't like you were you know, going to be there for, for 10 days and going to be in the parks for eight days and like nonstop going. This seems like it was a pretty chill trip. You're going to do an after-hours event on one of the nights as well. So French Quarter, being able to kind of enjoy the Sasagula River, the views, the just the resort itself, because it is it's a nice resort. It's got a very laid back feel to it. So you you would you recommend that for somebody that's looking for that kind of a, a feel? Because like the value resorts are I think they're really great for people that are going to be really on the go and need to be, you know, like we're going to spend a lot of time in the parks. We're going to be really intensive with our activities where you probably kind of had a little bit of time to, like you say, explore, walk around and take in the resort. Well, and I, for the Dopey Challenge in 2023, I stayed at Pop Century and Coronado Springs. I did a split stay just to check them both out and loved them both. Like they're both great resorts. Um, my husband struggles with some anxiety. So the smaller resorts, the less less volume that mm -hmm. happens and and I, I don't know how other how else to say it it's not a loud resort you're I mean yes there's people around you and everything but the way that the resort is shaped especially when you back up right there on the river mm -hmm. you really don't have the screaming the yelling the you know you don't hear that as much you know as much as I had heard it like maybe at a pop century or something like that so it's just a really quiet nice calm resort for somebody who maybe is looking for something a little it's it's really well themed but it's maybe just less less volume <laughs> I 100% agree and it, if, if you're really looking to kind of be super quiet building one is the furthest kind of back corner building but it's also like on the Sascola River great spot if you're looking for quietness it's great for like honeymooners you know stuff like that it's a, it's a good yeah, spot yeah and it's got that beautiful romantic feel yeah it's um, all jazz it music too, so. yeah. that, especially at yeah. night like you know it's night it's got the wrought iron like the street lamps and the jazz music playing it is I mean yes. speaking of Valentine's Day coming up we need your is this romantics this week get them in Okay, so a little plug there. All right, so tell us about uh, what so you guys got there. You guys got settled in. It looks like you took a boat over to, oh, man, here we go again with the food. Polite pig. I can smell it. I'm like, I can smell it here in the studio. So good, you guys are starting it off right. 
Yeah, this was our first time at Polite Pig, and there was no line. It was, and that's the other nice thing about going in April. You're, we were kind of butting up against um, springtime surprise races, but no one was there. It was like maybe the weekend right after, so people were already leaving. So we just, it, no one was in line for Polite Pig. We got to really enjoy it. We enjoyed it so much. My son does, or he did DECA before he graduated and was in Orlando that following weekend. He drug everyone back to Polite Pig, part of his DECA crew, because he loved it so much. That's funny. My daughter did DECA this year for the very first time. We had no idea really what it was because my wife and I are both teachers. And she, she really, really enjoyed DECA this year. So I had so no idea until I found out he made it through state in Des Moines and that he had to be in Orlando on these dates. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> yep, she just had her competition yesterday as we're recording. She didn't she didn't make it to state. She came in third, but uh we're super proud of her. She's only a sophomore. She's gonna do it again next year, but uh she she won her practice one earlier in the year, so we're super Good proud of her. her. I, I know, I know, because you know, we we had no idea what it was, but uh she's mm -hmm. uh yeah, she got into DECA. We're like, we didn't know what that was. I knew it had something to do with business because I had friends in high school that were in it, but that's all I knew. But uh yep. yeah, it seems like a, and the whole thing was this year the nationals were in Anaheim. So I, I know. when I found that out, I was like, man, no, because I just saw that our high school tweeted it, you know, like the night before. Good luck, you know, Francis Hall Viking DECA team members tomorrow. You know, we'll see you in Anaheim. I was like, Mallory, she was already laying in her room, like studying or something. I'm like, Mallory, finals are in Anaheim for DECA. And she's like, I know. I'm like, you need to win then. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> she's like, stop. <laughs> I was like... Just focus. Uh, yeah, so I probably put too much pressure on her. Anyway, so <laughs> back to the trip. All right, so you guys with the Polite Pig now. Tell us about kind of how the rest of the time unfolded, because you didn't have a lot of days, but you made the most of them. So just give us a, a summary of that. Yeah, we did. Um, we did two days in the parks, and we're pretty go, go, go. We have park hoppers. We're not ones to just kind of sit around and not do something um wednesday ended up being an after hours and so the way that we do after hours is we chill during the day and we make that another park day so we re and and i will tell you it was i don't know if it was the first after hours for hollywood studios but um we've never done after hours hollywood studios we've done after hours in magic kingdom before and we've actually done early i don't forget what those were called early entry hours or mm -hmm. where you could get like th up to three hours in the morning so we've kind of dabbled a little bit in the after hours experiences, um, but it was phenomenal. It was a walk on everything. I think we rode Rise twice, just walking on it. We rode um, Millennium Falcon, and I found out I'm a really bad pilot. Same. I, I don't think I, I I blame it on the controls. Like I can drive it's, a car. It's harder fine. than you think. Yeah, it seriously. Really is. <laughs> And I had the one that went back and forth and I kept going back and forth. And my son was the other one. And he's like, mom, you got to yeah. stop. I mean, I think it was banging that. around. It's like, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, I, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I'm doing my part. I think it's broke. That's what I kept saying. That's <laughs> yeah. And I truly, I don't even know if I crashed it or not. I was so concentrated on like what I was supposed to be. It wasn't, it wasn't as much fun as I had hoped, but it was, it's a great ride. So, um, we went to the, um, Olga's and my husband got the drink that that numbs your lips the with the foam on it so we were asking the cast member about it and he goes oh here let me get you some for the kids to try so he brought us over like a spoonful of just the foam so that the kids could like try with the numbing stuff 
that was just another uh, form of entertainment for all of us to now have numb lips. So that was all fun. <laughs> <laughs> probably, Casper probably is also a dentist. <laughs> passing out Novocaine to everybody. And you also said in your notes that you, you told your husband it is, it is imperative that when you are on rise, if they try to interrogate you about the, I forget what they ask you, the, the location of the secret rebel base. I, that's not what they ask you. They ask you something. They put you in the cell. <laughs> God, it's been that long since I've been on it. I've been on it a million times. But they put you in the holding area to, to interrogate you. The, the, don't smile. Did, yes. did he, did, was he able to hold his water? No. Like, literally... <laughs> Literally, as we're going into this room, I turn to him and I'm like, okay, you can't smile. And he then could not not smile. <laughs> I mean, it happens. That, that would be me too. I, I smile all the time. Life's good. So would you recommend that that after hours event at the studios? Though? Because, I mean, it's a smaller park. I mean, you think it was worth the value? Yeah. Like uh, my husband's favorite ride is um, Tower of Terror. So we rode that probably three or four times. Got to just walk. It was, Slinky was the biggest wait. I think we maybe waited 25, 30 minutes for Slinky Dog. But that was at the end of the night, and we just wanted to ride it. But, yeah, no, it's it, nothing else to us. We just love being in an empty park. Yeah. Just even walking around and enjoying it. So sometimes it's about the ride. Sometimes you get these snacks and stuff. But for us, it's about the park. I'll tell you what, too. The studios at night is just gorgeous. I mean, it's the, I mean, the Magic Kingdom at night is pretty amazing. But the neon at the studios, it's just something about it. Especially Hollywood Boulevard. Sunset, too. But Hollywood. And I'm, I'm partial to that Pluto sign with the tail that wags. I just think it looks well, so and cool. we're we're big fans to really use the photographers, and they're out, you know, even during the after hour events. And so we get we have some great family pictures that we get taken just because there's no one else around, and the photographers are looking bored, and they're more than happy to spend 15, 20 minutes with you just taking pictures. That's a good point. Let me ask you this too, because many times we have guests on that have younger children. You had teen, you know, 18 year old, 14 year old. So you have basically, you know, you have an adult and, you know, a, a independent age teenager at 14. How is it touring with them? Because obviously they're Disney veterans at this point and they probably know their way around very well. Um, what level of independence do they take when it comes to planning the trip and during the trip? What, what, what is it like kind of is the, is the uh, vacations have evolved over the years to, to where you're at now? We first took them when, so my mom and dad live in Florida. That's kind of what brought us to them initially or brought us to bring our kids initially. And so they were like maybe two and six when we first brought them on a June day, hot, probably 120 surface level oh, heat. Been there. <laughs> uh, and we, I think we rode Dumbo and that's it. Like we, it was miserable. My kids were sweating. We were sweating. We, we had no planning. We just were like, Hey, we have a day. Let's do Disney. My parents wanted to take us like we, so fast passes were a thing. We didn't do any fast passes. We did no planning. And so we both turned to each other and we said, we're not coming back till after the kids are 18. Well, Fast forward, visiting our parents again, it's a rainy day. We decide on a random January, let's just go. Nobody was at Magic Kingdom. My husband and I split up. Uh, my husband went with my son, I went with my daughter. I met every princess there possibly could be at Magic Kingdom. We rode all the princess rides. My husband rode all the roller coasters. 
we had huge smiles on our face because we realized divide and conquer. And so that's how we started with them being a little bit younger, which one was both kids into. And then my husband would go with my son, I'd go with my daughter and we would just, you know, do it. Now, um, like for example, we went in January, 2024 for a day. My kids, they went off one direction, they slept in. And see, why fight it? Because let them, you know, it's it's their vacation too. Yep. And my husband and I, we got on a bus and we got ourselves to the parks and we did our own touring and we did our own thing. And then we met up with the kids in Epcot and we had um, dinner together. We rode um, Galaxy, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then they went back to Magic Kingdom because it was open till 11. And my husband and I, we went to Boardwalk and we walked around and he had a couple margaritas and we chilled out. So it really, it was fun. We engaged with each other. We, you know, we still have fun together. But when we were at dinner, we were laughing hard at the, here's the stories. Here's what we did. Here's mm-hmm. what you did. So it, that at this age, we've been there enough. I can trust them to get through the transportation piece. They fortunately know how to use magic bands to spend money. So <laughs> I know, it's so really I always it's a say user text friendly. me first. I know because you're right. I mean, I'll let them use the magic bands, but I'm like, just just text me first before you go buying stuff. Just right. So, I mean, unless right. it's like a soda or a hot dog. I mean, if you're buying food, I don't care, but you know, you want to get some exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it really it has ebbed and flowed in and you know, I I, I joke with my kids, I don't care who you marry, I want a Disney wedding. <laughs> <laughs> See, and as a dad, I'm like, I really don't want a Disney wedding. I know what those suckers cost. Like, can't we just go to the VFW? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> How about the backyard? We got a pretty decent sized backyard. We can fit at least 50 yeah. people back there. We can do shifts. Yes. <laughs> so it, it is, and each each time I go back with my aged kids, it's, it's more fun. Like the after hours thing, I probably wouldn't do it when they were two and six, you know, that's a lot of hours. Like you're there till one o'clock, you know, one thirty in the morning. My kids wouldn't have been able to do that. But now it's like, I asked my kids flat out, do you want to, do you want an after park or do you want an after hours or do you want an extra park day? And they're like, Oh, after hours for sure. Yeah, so that's, that's made for like teenagers. I mean, it's totally yes. their, their schedule. Cause they just, sleep in chill the pool okay let's go out late at night yeah yeah you're not battling the sun you're not battling the humidity nighttime and you got snacks i mean that is very total dude i mean they should just call the you know like the teenager jam i mean but i mean adults like it too but it is i mean it's eliminating a lot of the things that are the negatives of you know you know think about a theme park at three o'clock in the afternoon you've taken away a lot of the negatives with an after hours event so that's that's great. Yeah. Well, I didn't consider it that way. That's a good way to think about it. Okay. Let me ask you a couple of things because we're going to shift gears here because we got about 10, 15 minutes left. And I want to get this in. So you are an avid runner. You've run many marathons, um, spent some time in Chicago. So you have run the Chicago marathon, which I did one time and I'm telling you what it was the, it's my best marathon experience I've ever had. Now I've run uh, nine Walt Disney world marathons and loved every one of the Walt Disney world ones, but Chicago was just a different beast. Uh, it was just amazing because there were honestly people 26.2 miles everywhere along the course. And you got to go through all these little villages, you know, uh, Greek town. And, uh, you know, you got to go through the Mexican part of town. And it, it was just all these little villages. It was so cool. You got to see all the different ethnic parts of the city. You got to see all the tall buildings, you know, Lake Michigan. 
I swear, I was like, I must be running 50 miles because I've seen everything. I've seen, and it rained and it was hot and it was, I mean, I, I swear I felt like I ran forever. That almost killed me, but I got there and I got my Chicago dog at the end. So it was wonderful. But you say that, you know, you, you ran the dopey in 23 and you are, when you run other races, you say it's a different experience to run at Disney. So Give us some of those thoughts because, you know, folks maybe are considering because, again, we're getting into the season of the spring where you're having to commit to Marathon Weekend for 20. I can't believe we're saying 25 already, but we are for 25. If you want to go down in January, signups will be in April. We're in February, so it's going to be soon. You're going to have to start mentally deciding, do I want to go for Dopey? Do I maybe want to try my first marathon, which I say everybody should try it. It changes your life if you run a full marathon one time. You can really accomplish anything. Everybody can do it. It's just a mindset thing. But just give us your thoughts because you've said some things in the pre-show that I was very impressed with. So just you're, you're an avid runner. So give us some thoughts on that. Um, so when I've done seven other marathons, I actually qualified for Boston. So uh -huh. I've, I've, I've run Boston. So if that kind of gives people yeah. a perspective on my, my skill set. When I train for marathons, first and foremost, I take it very seriously, regardless whether it's Disney or otherwise, the distance is still 26.2. So that, and that's real. So like for me, I take my training very seriously. Um, I can be a competitive person mindset. Um, I learned to run through cross country and track. So my, my running is very, something that, that's very serious to me. When I trained for Dopey, it was a totally different form of training because I was training to be on my feet more, more and on, on more days. So when I go out to do just a marathon, it's one day, go out, do the marathon. You're running probably like for if you're me, I, I ran throughout the marathon, didn't stop except for water breaks or whatever. That That's the way I do marathons dopey i did the walk run method i learned how to slow my pace how to walk make sure and it wasn't just walking to walk it um because i was tired i needed to stop for characters oh yeah because <laughs> so, it's disney it's not the boston it's not chicago there's there, right. there's just a different vibe to the whole experience right and even the people around me i had more conversations rich fun conversations with people during dopey I'm not, when I'm running Chicago or Des Moines or whatever else, I, I'm not chit-chatting. Like, I'm That's not. True. <laughs> Even though I was chatting in Chicago, because I it was a couple of times like, where am I? Like, right. there was one part of town I went through it. I'm like, is this real? Like, and you probably know. Like, I was like, what's going on? But that, that was crazy. <laughs> Right. Like you, when you, you're getting ready for like a big, you know, state marathon or whatever, there's a lot of people that are there that are very serious. You know, you're not seeing people dressed to Mike's credit as a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I was just, yeah, in Chicago, I wore regular clothes. <laughs> right. But dopey is well, and and a marathon, and and it really any distance. If you're gonna run any distance, the best gift you can give yourself is find a good plan that you can stick with, True. that you follow through with it. Because when you get to the start line, the worry isn't that you can finish. You if you followed your plan, you'll finish. 
if you didn't follow a plan, your worry will be how sore will I be when this is done because I really didn't prepare for this as well as I should have. So well if you if you put the miles in, you'll be fine. So what if you want to speak to somebody right now that is considering, you know, maybe it doesn't even have to be the dopey because I really encourage our listeners to even sign up just to get out there for the 5K. Uh, Marathon weekend is it, it's an extraordinary weekend for somebody to get involved with run Disney. Even it, it is the it is the weekend where you'll see the most competitive runners because it is the biggest run Disney weekend. And it is the one that kind of draws out the, the like I said, the more competitive runners because you have the longest distance It's the only opportunity that people get to go 26.2 miles in the whole run Disney series. Even you can't do it at Disneyland either. So you are going to see that however even if you want to try your first race and but you really want to see the the awesome environment of run disney all four weekends at walt walt disney world throughout the year great i I say get the experience of 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 january of marathon weekend because there's it's just unparalleled with the excitement and the the amount of people and the just how it just builds up as people arrive and you see people getting their shirts on and get, you know, people walking around with the merch and stuff. So what, what would you tell somebody that maybe is thinking about it in these 60 days before registration? Cause you, you've gone through the process. What, how would you encourage them? Um, train for the registration process as much as you train <laughs> for the run. The oh my God, I forgot about that. Oh my God, I'm getting hives. I for, that's a scary, that's scarier than 26.2 miles is rundisney.com. Uh, you are in the queue. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> I will not sleep tonight again. Thanks. <laughs> well, and I would, I would say no distance is minor, whether it's the 5k to the marathon. I, I will say, and, and kind of to your point, Mike, Running a marathon um, teaches you mental resilience like no other run ever will. So that's something to consider. But if you are somebody who right now is like my my goal this year is just to do I got to do a 3.1 I say just I'm not it's never just um, I actually am a cross country coach so I respect all distances mm-hmm. all people all levels. Um, that's a huge goal. 3.1 miles is a huge and great, awesome goal. Um, I love the 10K. I love the half marathon. They're awesome races. Disney is a whole different experience. And I will say, to me, Disney brought fun back into my running. Whereas, you know, I can go out and I can run a race here, you know, in Iowa or in Minnesota or Illinois and, and you know, get the mileage in, get the times I want, really focus on the distance and all that. Disney is a whole nother level of these people are my people. They get me because they're Disney people, but they also like running or they have been running and they're as excited to be there. And you will get in those corrals and you'll start chit-chatting and having fun. And even so, like where I was at with it, when I would go past the water stations, just saying thank you to the volunteers, that filled me up and gave me extra energy because they're so thankful to be there. And then to hear someone say thankful, it's just all the way around, such a positive feeling. And and I'm not going to say 
you're not going to be tired or it's not going to be hard at times. Running around Blizzard Beach parking lot, oh. not fun. <laughs> oh, not <exactly>. fun. <laughs> but either was ESPN back in the day when in we had to do that because that was rough. But yeah, because <sighs> that was the worst. <laughs> That's good but, but, you know, you get through it and, and you figure it out. And, and when by the time then you get to the next stage of your run, then that resilience is building up again. And, and as long I would always, when I'm really and I'm a social worker, so excuse my nerdiness on this, but they say psychologically when you smile, especially when you run, you send endorphins off in your brain. So when I start breaking down, I smile at somebody, I get a smile back, I'm back in it. You know, my mm -hmm. brain is feeling energized again and I'm back in it. So anybody that's thinking about running, that's the that's the universe whispering to you that it's time to sign up for a race and get out there. That's so well said. That's so well said. And you have the experience. Like I said, you've qualified for Boston. You are a legit runner. You're a coach. I'm, you know, I, I hated running. I just did it to try to get, to lose some weight after Mallory was born. And I will say I didn't run my first marathon until I was in my forties. So it's not too late. You know, don't think, oh my gosh, you know, my best days are behind me because like I said, I didn't even start my running journey until I was into my forties. So give it a shot and start with a 5k because think about it after you get down there just run a 5k you get the medal you get the you get the shirt you can wear it into the parks you get your picture taken in front of the castle you're a participant everybody's going to be congratulating you throughout the day throughout the rest of your vacation you're going to have so much fun because you are now like a part of the club and everybody's going to be encouraging you along the way and we got a great running squad that'll pick you up throughout the course and you know just just push yourself and you'll be so proud of yourself. You're going to get there. We always push each other. And even if you don't, you got to the starting line. Like we have folks that, that had injuries and you know what, there's, there's one of our lizards that, that I'm friends with and sailed with us on the BR guest podcast cruise. And she was battling through a really rough injury. It was going for her first marathon this past, um, this past marathon weekend. And man, she made it really far into the marathon further than she had ever gone in her life, but it didn't mm -hmm. quite make it to that finish line. But I'll tell you what, every time that I run, I think that that was such an, an amazing accomplishment that she got as far as she did. And the way she handled that situation was something that is so strong. And I've taken so many lessons from because she handled it in a way that I hope that I could handle things that come to me in my life. Because she really set an example, not only to her children, but to the rest of our team. You know, she has really, she's taken a what some people could consider a defeat and turned it into a victory. And I, mm -hmm. I've talked to my kids about that. I've talked to Mallory about that, that I've shown that picture and I've said, look at this, like in life, you're going to have cards dealt to you in a, in a, in a certain way. You know, you're not always going to win the day and you're going to prepare for things, but sometimes you're going to have injuries. Sometimes things are going to be out of your control, but you can still give things an attempt where maybe you don't even, some people will never go to that line because they're not prepared. They're not, the, the cards are stacked against you. She was injured, but she didn't need to go to that line, but she said, I'm going to try it. And she battled. I mean, I, I, I couldn't have done that. And she got so far into the full marathon. And I just, I'm so proud of that. I don't want to give her a name because I want to embarrass her today. She knows who she is. But I mean, I am just extremely proud to call that person a friend and a teammate. And you just see stuff like that on the course. That's what I'm saying. Get out there and get some of that. This stuff is, it's, it's not free for the take and you got to sign up. But man, once you're in, this stuff just, it just really just gets, it makes your, it just it energizes your spirit. 
you know, and mm-hmm. even to watch just to go to the finish line of a marathon and watch. I mean, it just rejuvenates your soul, I think. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I think it just really it shows the human spirit. hundred percent. It's we get to run. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I feel. There's going to be days where I'm not going to have this ability and I'm going to be able to look back at my medals. I'm going to be looking back at, you know, all these things I got to do that, you know, and, and the other piece of it is if you struggle with anxiety, you struggle with stress in your life, whatever, getting out and and being outside and just going for a run or a walk run or whatever you're able to do, it releases something in you to help you manage the, that stress a little bit better or those things that are going on in your life. And I say that from a mother of two teenage kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's sometimes, and, and I will say this too, I raised my kids as a mother who's a runner. Uh, That is my selfish time and I own it and I'm proud of that. And I think a lot of us think, well, if I start running, I got to take time away from other things. You make time for the things that are important to you. And I think this is one of those things that if, if it's important to you, whether it's your health, your anxiety, your mental health, your life, whatever, this is, this is a, an awesome resource for us to be able to use. I agree. That's well said. My running happens at 4.45 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Nobody in my family gets up that early, so I'm not taking it away from anybody. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> now, the treadmill's right under Mallory's bedroom, but she has a <laughs> she has a echo dot that she turns up super loud. It sounds like the ocean, so I don't think she hears me. <laughs> it's super loud. But yeah, Jenna, great. This has been fun. It's been great talking about your trip, and you have so many great words for folks that may be considering going out there and giving it a shot, and I hope they do. Um, I just really appreciate it. What a great way to start the week. So uh, have a great spring and uh, congratulations to your son on his operatic uh, pursuits out in New York. That's going to be amazing. And just uh, hope we get to do this again sometime. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Don't forget our show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out this week. We'd love to help you plan your next Disney adventure, whether it's out to Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line adventures by Disney. We do it all. Check them out today over at the magic for less. Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys are basically Club BOGP. You guys make it happen. And everybody who's a patron gets a bonus show every week called uh, Mike in the Midwest. So come on over. Just $5 a month. You get all those bonus shows. Check it out. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Give me a follow on the social media at BeOurGuestMike. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, threads i'm in all the places and this weekend no live show on sunday night because they're we're we're not dumb we're not competing against the super bowl (laughs) come on seriously it's not happening we're gonna have a party i'm not a big fan of either one of the teams but we're gonna be eating good food and having fun so you probably will be too we'll be back in two weeks with your calls and all that good stuff so join us for that then all right we're gonna get out of here so for jenna up in iowa i'm mike here in missouri you guys stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you real soon you've been listening to the be our guest walt disney world trip planning podcast if you have questions comments or would like to be a guest on the show please visit our website at beourguestpodcast.com thanks for listening and we'll see you real soon